Hi, this episode is sponsored by heritagegiftcollection.co.uk Affordable fashion jewellery for you and a friend. So I'm now joined by Louise Bellingham. I play for Salford Red Devils. Uh, I play standoff and uh, last season I was sponsored by Five Six Lounge. How did you first get involved in sports then? Um, probably at school, to be honest, a um, long time ago now. Uh, yeah, school, just played all different kinds of sports at school, netball, hockey, football, um, all of those sports. And then eventually I decided on playing football, um, sort of open age football, started playing that at 16. I was a goalkeeper um, and then I played, I probably retired from football at 25, having played from sort of 16 then through university sport um, and then played a little bit after university as well. Um, once I'd hung up my gloves and my boots for, for football, I then moved on to hockey. Um, a very good friend of mine one evening asked me if I'd ever played hockey and, and the next day I was on a hockey field. <laughs> um, sort of position in hockey would be uh, sort of a central midfield, sort of a bit of a playmaker um, and played that for, well, until I sort of moved up, up north. So originally I'm from sort of down south, as you can probably tell from my accent. Um, so yes, I played hockey with you know for a fair few years, um, which I think is fairly physical and sort of probably stood me in good stead going into to the sport that I now play. Good to say. So you go from being a goalkeeper, which you you have to be tough to do anyway, because yeah, yes, you go to hockey, which is not even dissimilar in rules, not dissimilar in anything else. It's just like a transition. I, I was saying first time I ever played hockey. And it was just for something to do. And after two minutes, I got elbowed in the back of the head. You know, so it is a tough, brutal sport. How did you find it? Did you find the transition easy from goalkeeper to, to central mid in hockey? Yeah, I think because I was a goalkeeper in, you know, open age women's football from 16, I think you have to toughen up um, quite quickly, to be honest. Um and then obviously moving on as I grew, you know, that, that you toughen up anyway. Took a few injuries when I was younger, to be honest. So, you know, as a 16-year-old, I, I snapped my collarbone in three places. Oh, um, Playing in goal. Yeah, like, you know, and I, that sort of kept me out because of the severity of it for, for quite a while. So I think that's those sort of things toughen you up. Um, and then playing, you know, hockey, dislocated fingers, putting them back in myself, you know, because I just want to yeah. play on. And I think for me, it's the team sport aspect of it. I think... You know, I think most team sports you get hand-eye coordination. You know that team spirit and things like that, and and definitely hockey and football. I think just toughen you up and and hockey. You know, it may may not look necessarily the toughest of sports, but, but oh, no, when you're God, getting it's, a, it's a hard <laughs> sport. Swing, it is a hard swinging sport. At you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of them. Like, there's a few sports you can go to where rugby league is perfect afterwards. And hockey's probably one of them where you're having to talk to people, physically fight against people as you're going past. And, yeah, just play as a team while you're in big trouble. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you, you need to learn to be able to use your, sort of like your body weight and, and things like that to, to sort of give you an advantage on the pitch, I guess. Um, it's that, you know, running back and forth as well. Hockey's one of those sports that, you know, 
you are going to get possession even if if you're not sort of necessarily the team that are on top you still will gain possession uh, and there's a lot of back and forth and it's the same in rugby league isn't it you know each team are guaranteed a bit of possession even if you, the scoreline doesn't necessarily yeah. reflect that and it's the same in hockey so that brings us on to the big one <laughs> what made you decide oh yeah Next thing I'll do is I'm going to go to that really, really easy sport. When you're coming to end of your sporting career, what I'll do is I'm going to go play rugby league at a really good level. <laughs> um, so, obviously, COVID sort of plays a factor in all of this. So I moved up um, to just outside of St. Helens uh, in 2018, summer of 2018, and... Um, like anything, when you move, you know, you sort of get settled in, starting a new job, well, starting the same job, but in a, a different uh, fire service. Um, and then, you know, it got round to uh, trying to think about what sport I was going to play. And I started actually looking at hockey clubs. Uh, so I went and watched a few games to see sort of where I would fit in that, because obviously the leagues can be quite different from different yeah. regions. So I, I wanted to see where I might be able to fit in uh, and then COVID hit um, and obviously that kind of uh, you know put a bit of a spanner in the works for all community sport um, so then that took us um, to what 2021 I'm trying to think what year we are um, by the time we could start playing sort of sport again properly um, yeah, like 2021 beginning lucky. like, like stop start stop start stop start yeah yeah um but by the time that, you know, it was allowed back at a community level, not just a, a yeah. sort of professional level or, a, or an advanced level. And I was quite lucky. Um, uh, my partner at the time uh, was good friends with um, Andy Gilvary, who coached at Warrington Reserves at the time, Women's Reserves at the time. Um, and he'd sort of been bugging me for a little while to come down and give it a try. So, um, yeah, May 21, I decided to, to go along to a training session. And... Um, I quite enjoyed it. I think I just enjoyed, again, being around that team sort of environment and, like, I like the physicality of, of those type of sports. So, um, yeah, going from football to hockey to never playing any form of rugby to playing rugby league 18 months ago. Saying that, you, you, you moved to an absolute heartland area <laughs> where, like, rugby league is the sport. There's, there's nothing else that it is rugby league. Yeah. You're looking for a hockey yeah. team. Other people go, oh, come and play this, come and play this. <laughs> yeah, um, to be fair, like, I've watched a lot of rugby league. So, like, back in the day when you got Jason Robinson and people like that, I was watching it back then. So, uh, obviously, there'll probably be listeners who uh, don't remember that. Um, but, yeah, so I, I watched a lot of rugby league a long, long time ago. I kind of didn't because, obviously, down south, it's not as big a sport. Yeah. Um, it's like rugby union or football or what have you. Um, and then in about 2015, I just started watching it again. Um, and I'm the sort of person where I really like, if I like something, I will, you know, You've I have all in with it. You're gonna, Friday, yeah. Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, all in. Uh, NRL, you know, everything. Um, so I'd been watching an awful lot. And so it wasn't like completely, you know, out, out of the question to start playing. But I guess it's just one of those things that. You know, you, you go to what you know, don't you, to start with. But then, like I say, luckily, um, Andy was, was uh, sort of persuasive enough to get me to um, to come along and, and, and have a bit of a go. So you start out Warrington Reserves. What made you make the jump from there to Salford? Um, 
it's a tough one. Um, so obviously, I, I, I went to Warrington um, because I knew one of the coaches. Um, and I guess I'm the sort of person that really likes to get stuck into something. Warrington was obviously a, a well-established club. Obviously, they had the first team and, and, and wasn't that in the first team. And um, I guess they probably didn't know me well enough to know sort of like what my ambitions were um, as a player, obviously coming late to the game. I guess you could be forgiven to think that maybe I'm, you know, I am just in it to to play, a, you know, a, a team sport and on a Sunday and have a bit of fun. Um, but I'm I'm quite a motivated player. Um, and then it was the it was after the women's grand final. Um, there was some socials went out about an announcement and um, from Salford, and I saw it and it was obviously talking about trials. Now um, Vicky Kinney. Um, who uh, is our vice-captain, or one of our vice-captains. She was at Warrington with me at the time as well. Um, and her partner's Kentio. Yeah, so she's... Um, so, naturally, it's just yeah. it's so much easier for her to just be oh, at the same absolutely. club. Yeah, so I just straight away <laughs> messaged her go, don't you dare, um, don't you dare go to trials. And um, she messaged me back, obviously, saying, look, family, work, life. Ken, you know, it makes sense, and I, yeah, I was like, of course. And me and me and Vic have been sort of quite close from from day one. Really, we get on very well. Um, and then she's like, "Are you going to come to trials?" I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I can do that." Um, and I actually work in Central Manchester, so for me, it, it's not a hardship oh, so going to. You're already you're already there. Yeah. Exactly. I, I virtually drive past the stadium, you know, to and from work. So it, it's the travel side of it's not an issue at all. And so I, went, I, I actually missed the first trial because of work, um, which was like a skills session. And then I ended up, uh, Vic contacted me again and was like, he come in. And so I went to the second trial, which was like a, a match. Uh, didn't realise it was a match. Turned up, got given a kit and I thought, oh, what have I got myself into? Um, obviously did okay at that. And then the next session was... Um, we didn't get told, but it was some fitness testing. And I just had a, a feeling it was. Turned up, did all right at that. Um, and then just got sort of told that we'd, we'd receive an email with obviously an offer if, if we got sort of, um, we're, we're going to be offered a place in the squads. So I got that, replied back. I was like, okay, this is happening. Made my decision. We're going for Salford. Um, I like being part of things, you know, that are new and you have to put a lot of, lot of effort into. Uh, and then I actually got a, a phone call the next day Um sort of out of the blue um just offering me the captaincy um was completely taken aback i guess um, good decision on their part though right. very good decision <laughs> on their part that yes they, they've obviously they, i knew they did the research properly they, they went they on they, they didn't go into it like nothing you guys have done in that season we were talking off air yeah. Turning up to stuff, the doing the extra miles and Yeah. They 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 knew as most teams are now realising the women's game adds absolutely loads to the actual whole club. Their attendance has gone up and there's no coincidence, but they've had a women's team for the first first time so they've opened fifty percent of the population of Manchester up. <laughs> to you guys. Yeah, like you know, it's it's been incredible really this season. Um, obviously, from literally from what this time last year we were training in Eccles Sixth Form College in indoors, you know, um, to having our first game as a double header at the AJ Bale Stadium against Swinton, um, and the men's obviously played after us. And I think even from that, literally from that game, 
Um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, you know. Marcel, our, our team manager, she really sees the value in in having a women's team, and and the way she gets behind us, um, you know, pushes the club. And I think we sort of spoke off air, you know, we'll scratch your back, you scratch ours type thing, and and we do a lot. We, but I think we all enjoy it. We all enjoy being treated as if we're part of the club just like the men's team um so we we will go out of our way to to go to appearances um you know because we want to be that positive influence it's that sort of saying if you can see it you can be it um and you know we've had a lot of a lot of little girls and, and boys as well to be honest wanting photos with us and it's such a surreal thing um you know i never thought <laughs> coming into rugby league that you know i'd be doing pitch walks and you know you'd have young fans stopping you for photos and like you know we also spoke and i think you spoke to Darty about but you know signing balls for for people's birthdays and getting you know little video messages back and just all these things that you just don't envisage but obviously with with the way we've gone into the season and it's not just what we do on the pitch obviously what we're doing on the pitch is incredible as well um but i think all, all of the girls all of the team have done such an incredible job of, of just giving everything to be honest it's been a really tiring season but not just on the, the you know the physicality and being on the pitch that's tiring obviously we've you know if you look at the amount of games we've played it's a fair few to be honest but it's everything else we're trying to do as well um and i think hopefully it's it's going to at least you know the reach within the city of salford and the city of manchester which is obviously such a football mad place if we can just get a few of those young girls to to realize that you know they're going along to 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 watch the men, but actually there's a women's team as well, and actually I can watch them and I can I can be them one day. And you know we we, we have a few few people on Twitter and you know constantly sort of messaging us about their little girls coming to watch, which is just fantastic. Well, that that's the thing you go you go in the city and you go right. Salford have done what most teams don't do. That rather than going to just doing the same thing every season, they tried to make it different and tried to make it accessible. One big problem there is in Manchester now is the sport's very expensive. You want to go watch sport. Salford City was it the last cheap football, and they're not cheap no more now. They're in the, the league structure, outpriced. You probably got people turn up to your women's matches. You guys won't realise it, but that is all the only sport they can afford to go see live. Is you guys, and they will be your fans forever now because of that, because they could actually physically go watch you. Yeah, I think it's that, and it, it's the you know the being able to stand and talk to us and have a photo with us, and you know we go, we try, you know, whenever we can, go out of our way to make sure we have conversations with with anyone that wants to speak to us. That sounds bad, doesn't it? Um, but no, you know, so you're right. The fact that you know it is accessible, you know, people can bring their kids down and it not be the most expensive day out. I think that makes a massive difference. Um, you know, and then hopefully as they grow older, they make the decision to come and watch. Yeah. You know, whether it be us or the men, or or you know, or another women's team. It's, it, it, I think you know we had the conversation. It's it's not about putting any any women's side down. It's about sort of trying to be each other's biggest cheerleaders, really. Um, so if you know a, a girl comes to watch us and then moves away, like you still want her to be able to watch r- women's rugby, don't you? So that's that's the, the goal at the end of the day. And that's it, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Being cheerleaders for each other. You you go like, there's players in your team and you yourself who's been at different teams and moved all over. And there's not hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of teams people can go to. 
there's very, very few. You know, if everyone starts putting everybody down, it never grows. And that's a prob- that's a problem that rugby league's had is the fans will put other fans down. If you look at it on Twitter, you go, what do I want to watch? I don't want to be involved in this. In the women's game, everyone's like, wow, well done, brilliant, that's fantastic. You you won yeah, the Challenge Cup, I, everyone I, team will congratulate them. Yeah, and I think that's right. You know, I think, don't get me wrong, we, you know, you, you obviously have rivalries and, and, you know, if you've been in previous clubs, there might be those rivalries there. That, you know, if you if you watch star games against Warrington Lunas this season, they were pretty pretty tasty um, because we've obviously had some girls that were there the previous season and, and the same goes with Widness we've got some girls from Widness and you know so obviously there's that little bit of bite in them but at the end of the day like you know you still want to see those those players doing well and you, you've still got those friendships from those teams and, and ultimately you want them to go on the be to be the best they can be and, and grow the sport That's it so you, hell of a season hell of a ride as it went on there was a, a clear top four, well, top five, become a top two, and goes down to the wire. You both take one off each other. They get it on the day, off field. And you know what? When you speak to the people at Alton, they're so not, they know what that team is. They're not going to kill it for one season in Super League. And... Yeah, you guys have the facilities, you have the backing, you have everything you need and we need in the sport at the top end. Alton have been unbelievable, the amount of players they're producing and they're so proud of it and they should be so proud of it. And not to go, you know what, we, we've, we've got a conveyor belt of talent, let's kill it and just have one season. You know, getting 40 grand in sponsorships like, most teams aren't going to get that, let alone a really good community team. So well done to them for not for not going right. Let's get blinkered and just try this. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, as you said, you know, realistically, the season came down to us and Alton. Um, they beat us at theirs. We beat them at ours. And then you know, at the end of the season, and it it was great. The games were great. The, the games were, I, if I'm honest, I think us losing to Alton when we did early on in the season was the best thing that could have happened to us. Um, because I think, you know, it's that monkey on the back where you, you win, you win, you win, you win. And and then the nerves kick in because you're just anxious every week yeah, because you don't want to lose. So, sometimes because the, the best thing that could happen to you is you get your nose blood and go, OK, we can get hurt, we need now. Yeah. We're not going to walk everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're 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 a brand new team. You, you know, even now we're only twelve months old. You, you know, we and if you look at our progression through the season, we've added players into that squad through the season. So actually, as a team, we're very different from from where we were. You know, in that Swinton game. So, you know, I think losing to Alton in that 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 the first game against them, it, it would make or break us. And 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 ultimately, we need to see how we we react to that. And we obviously reacted very well. We, we had the cup win and. And, and and things like that, I think that helped for that. And 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 then as we progressed, obviously we, we beat them on on home home soil. Um, had a really good crowd to that game. It was a great game. Um, and you could tell, you knew at the end just what it meant. Um, effectively, it kind of well, it did. It, it put the league leaders in our own hands. Yeah, um, you know that was it. You went you went on like you matched each other. 
result for result for result for result. But you get in the win and just every slightly outdoing them. Yeah. Either out defending them or outscoring them. Every yeah. single week and you it, I did the results show because some of the leagues below was so interesting to see who's actually going to get it. Who yeah. was actually going to get over the line with this. And there was a few where you, week in, week out, there was swap between, you miss a game out and they're at top. You play again and yeah. again and it swaps all over the place. Yeah, Warrington did as a favour. Um, they had a rearranged fixture on, was it a Friday night maybe? Um, we went to watch Warrington Alton um, at um, Crossfield um, and it got right down to the wire and we called it. We're like, this is going to be a draw because we just called that there was going to be a penalty. I think Lauren or someone was like, they're getting a penalty here and they're going to kick it and, and obviously Caitlin with the boots, very good. Um, and yeah, kicked it, got the draw and it, you know, it then put it in our hands. Effectively, if we won every game of the season, we were going to win. You know, win the league leaders because that included beating obviously Alton at home. So, you know, we set goals for ourselves, um, and and that was one of them. And and yeah, so you know, at that point when when we beat them at home, um, we knew that then obviously we just had the Stanley game that we just needed to to really um, sort of make a bit of a mark, really, and, and make a bit of a sort of a point. So it's some people's favourite time because when I do the thing people love this bit question time you ready for this? Let's oh, go yeah. <laughs> Question number one What's your favourite stadium and what, what stadiums would you like to play at? I have to say the AJ Bell like obviously having had the opportunity to walk out there as captain as well is is just been such a surreal and an amazing experience so i obviously i have to go for the aj bell as my favorite to stay at uh, to play at sorry um and obviously we've spoken off air like for me because i'm so new into my rugby career for me like i, I just want to play everywhere and anywhere i've not had that luxury of, of playing at a lot of stadiums um you know for, for rugby anyway and and i think for me, I, I just I want to I want to I can't wait to play everywhere next season. Any anywhere, any stadium you can get me, and I'll play in it. Number two. Who were you sporting heroes growing up, and who are you sporting heroes now? Oh, and they don't up, have to be rugby related either. They don't have to be. They, they can be anyone yeah. from any sports. Obviously, you've done two previous careers. Yeah, so I guess like. Football's a long time ago, and I still watch football now. I'm sorry, um, but hockey-wise, probably like you know, there was sort of a bit of a golden era. Maddie Hinch, the goalkeeper, in in yeah. she still plays. She's immense. I like the way she, uh, you know, performed on the highest level and under such stress in sort of penalty shootouts and things like that. I just think is just amazing. Um, probably someone like Alex Danson as well. She's pretty pretty good uh, as an attacking type player in hockey. Um, but rugby, I would probably say, um, I don't know, Roby, uh, you know, have, living St. Helens way. I just think, but, but not just for what, you know, he's a fantastic player, but I think it's for his longevity more than anything. You know, yeah, I, I am that bit older and, and I have to look at players like that and, and, and go, OK, well, he he's still doing it at that age. Obviously, it's a little bit different professional. You've got all of the, the like recovery and everything. But, um, you know, for, for him to do it over s- to such a high standard over so many seasons I just, just, I just think is is testament to himself you know it's crazy the amount of years he's done being 
he gets overlooked every year because he's just that good every single year. So it, yeah. He, he has one or two standout seasons, but not a standout massively because people decided that year going, you know, maybe we should recognise him a bit because this, <laughs> this is a bit special. Yeah, he, yeah he, you can see when you watch Saints play, he still makes them tick. Like, you know, he, he, he might not play at nine, but he'll, he'll be at 13 or he'll be at loose, um, second row or whatever, you know, and it's you just don't ever really see him taking a rest. He might not be at nine, but he's still on the pitch and it's just incredible. Like, you know, if I can, if I can keep going for a few more years. You want to get to, know, yeah. I, I, yeah. Now we come on to the Christmas questions. Uh, What's on your Christmas dinner? Oh, everything. A f- full-on turkey, beef, gammon, Yorkshire puddings, pigs in blankets, probably not a sprouts person, but carrots, peas, roast potatoes, mashed potatoes. I'm like, I'm all in. Gravy, obviously, that's without, without you know, goes without saying. But yeah, everything. Brilliant. Have I missed anything out? No, that, you pretty much covered everything that you'd, you'd want on there. <laughs> Next one. Oh. Do you prefer to give or receive gifts? Definitely give. Um, yeah, give give gifts. Next one. What do you want for Christmas? Oh, um, I don't know. Uh a favourable Challenge Cup draw, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that... Normally people go with a... Uh, get me a pair of boots. I can never <laughs> have too many boots. I I don't know, it's really difficult. I'm kind of like, if I want something, I'll just buy it myself. So I'm really difficult to buy for. <laughs> under no illusions. So yeah, you know, just, just give me a nice draw in the Challenge Cup so I'm not going to get too beaten up. What's your favourite Christmas song? Oh, oh, I don't know. Last Christmas. What oh, nice. A bit of wham. So <laughs> yeah, if that, a bit of wham. If, if that's your favourite, you don't be taking part in wham again, then are you? And trying to avoid it <laughs> for as long as you can. <laughs> Wanting a whamming right at the beginning of December. To set you off right. Last question. What's your favourite Christmas film? Santa Claus. An old one, but a good one. Yeah, good way to finish that. That's about as much time as we have for this, but if you're listening to the mega show, keep going. We've got loads more. So thank you for coming on. We're definitely getting you back on. 110%. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to before you go? Uh, yeah, definitely. Obviously, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, and by all means, I'll come back on whenever, you, whenever you'll have me. Um, obviously, massive um, thanks to the girls. Um, it's been such a, such a good season. We've created such a family. Um, and every single one of them has just put their heart and soul into it. So I think, you know, they need massive, massive wraps. Um, the coaching staff, obviously, Matt, Chris, Dawn, fantastic. Marcel, our, our team manager, she is the driving force behind everything that, that we, we get and that's, that's gone well this season. Uh, and then the club, so Paul King, um, there's been times this season where he has picked coming to watch us over the men, which, uh, you know, for a chairman of a professional men's club to do that, I think it's just testament to, to sort of his 
you know what he believes we can help uh, bring to the club um and then other people like the supporters trust have, have been fantastic um the foundation obviously have helped we, we start under the foundation and, and they've been fantastic as well so um i could go on and on and on obviously friends family and all that but um i think the, the club itself and and the fans there's been some fans that you know there's been chants made up about us within this within half a season so um yeah the fans they know who they are woody he, he knows who he is he comes to all of our games so yeah some some crazy fans out there and thanks to all of them thank you